In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusik. This episode is about our approach to travel rewards. However, before I get there, or at least once a month, I try to really recognize who's listening to Ordinary Sherpa and bring out some of the reviews and some of the things I'm learning from my community. So I am excited because in this episode, a lot of people have been engaging with me on Instagram. And if you have been on Instagram on Ordinary Sherpa, if you follow us, you'll know that spring brings out the mess of our life in Northeast Wisconsin. The snow has melted. I think we hit 60 degrees one day. So it's time to tap the maple trees. We had 25 taps, I believe, in 17 trees. Either way, does it really matter? We had 100 gallons of sap to boil. And I thought it would be fun to bring this gift of adventure to someone's doorstep by doing a giveaway. Because spring for me is a mess, you know, it's it's a lot of things. I have to create our own adventures. And sometimes the fun in that comes from a place of generosity and giving away something of joy. And so maple syrup is one of those things that we offer as gifts to our friends, to our family, for Christmas, for teachers. And we did our first boils. So we have gallons of syrup. And the first boil is my favorite because it's a lighter color. And the darker, the longer you go in the season, the more sugar content there is. So it gets a little bit more caramely color as you go on. And it's just been fun to learn over the years. My husband and I started this about five years ago. And we laughed because I think we tapped four or five trees that year and boiled maybe I think we ended up having like three quarts of syrup and we treasured it and we had no idea how good real maple syrup was. So I am going to do a fun little giveaway to my listeners. In order to be entered, you need to either have left a written review on Ordinary Sherpa. And if you don't know how to do that, go to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash review and I walk through a tutorial of how to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. So that's number one, you need to do that. And the second thing you need to do is go join my email subscriber list. Do both of those things, you will be entered. I'm going to give away two pints of, well, we'll see actually how many reviews I get. I might do two for each 10 reviews that I get or something. So for each, you have to do both things though. You have to subscribe to Ordinary Sherpa's email list at OrdinarySherpa.com backslash subscribe and leave a written review for the podcast. And you can go to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash review and just follow those instructions. After you do both of those things, send me your name. And you'll be entered to uh, win some maple syrup fresh from Northeast Wisconsin. Our review this week comes from E. Brunner Photo. This is what I've been needing. I can't tell you how wonderful it is right now to have found this podcast. After feeling so stuck at home and like our world had gotten so small with the pandemic, it's so nice to realize that we can still create adventures for ourselves 
that don't involve flying off to exotic locations. After listening to my first episode, I came away feeling like there was so much I could do and adventures that I could create here in my own home and yard. Thank you, E. Brunner Photo, for that kind review. That is my intention, and I hope that you are able to find one little piece of the Ordinary Sherpa podcast that's very actionable for you, a way to either experience adventure in your own backyard, to create a very untourist-like experience. There's ways that we can support local businesses and small communities a little more thoughtfully and create really unique experiences. And lastly, just to add a little more adventure to your life, how do you create some space so that you can think, so that you can connect, so that you are able to really live a life of intention, adventure, and authenticity? With that, I want to jump into a passion of mine, and I know it is a passion of many of my listeners, which is travel. It has been a large part of my adventure story for quite some time. And as I've alluded to, we don't come from a family of means. My husband and I both started out teaching in the public sector. And so we were looking at a combined salary of maybe $80,000. And that meant we really had to optimize our travel budget. Generally speaking, our travel budget was about $2,500 a year. We did that through a variety of ways. We were able to camp. We were able to build our network and stay with friends and family around the country when we were there. But I would say the one in the last three years that's really benefited us the most has been travel rewards or the use of travel rewards. And this was not something I thought I could do. I thought it was a scam. I was really confused by it. In fact, my very first travel rewards credit card was actually through our local credit union. And I had just gotten to a point where my debt was all cleaned up. I knew it was time to get a credit card and just get a little bit more. You know, it is helpful to have a credit card for online purchases and for travel arrangements. I just went with our local credit union and it had rewards. Come to find out those rewards were not at all ideal now that I know more about rewards, but it was my starting point. We would earn rewards. There were no sign-on bonuses. And we have made, I think, two redemptions using that credit card. And I will be closing that credit card soon. But I have to use the points up before I close it. In about 2018, I was introduced to travel rewards from a more holistic sense that it was less about just having these rewards, but it was a way to actually optimize your taxable income and manage your travel budget. Essentially, you start using credit cards for your regular expenses, but put them on a travel rewards credit card and then you cycle through them. It's so easy to go down the rabbit hole, and I don't want to go there today because it gets really complicated. So I'm just going to give you a very high-level approach to how we have embraced travel rewards in our family and to give you some sense of how it's added to our travel budget. Actually, it's reduced our travel budget overall because more of our travel now is covered by the rewards than it was five years ago. And which cards we chose to go with and what my kind of three-pronged strategy would be for anyone starting out. So to begin, as a family of five, again, we started about three years ago, I think it was 2018, 
And I don't travel without my kids very often. When we're traveling, we're usually doing it as a family. It's a point of connection. And so it was really critical that we had options available where families could travel together, first of all. And it's hard to find that in many of the travel rewards options because there's blackout dates and there's certain times you can travel. I also should allude to the fact that my husband is still a teacher, so we're still operating on a school year which means our options for travel are usually limited to a long weekend, or we're looking at Christmas or we're looking at summer, which are really peak travel times. So many of the suggestions of having flexible travel in off season to optimize your rewards just aren't a part of our strategy because my husband has a job that he can't get away from very easily. The other piece that was really important to us is that it still had to be affordable and relatively convenient. As I've mentioned, we live in Northeast Wisconsin. So the two airports that are like the biggest two airports, I should say, that are closest to us are Appleton and Green Bay. And the flights that probably are the biggest name brand in those spaces are Delta, United and American. And I'm not going to go on my rampage about which of those flights I like, which ones are mediocre and which ones I will never fly on. But I can tell you there is one in each of those classes for me. The way we actually designed our strategy, though, was once I learned about companion passes. And companion passes are very different across the industry. However, I would say the gold premier deluxe version of companion pass is through Southwest Airlines. Southwest Airlines has a way for you to travel and bring anyone along for free, and you can change it up to three times in a calendar year. And it lasts from the moment you earn it through the rest of that calendar year and the entire following year. This was the optimized solution that we've explored. I will say the other companion passes I've looked at, like Delta and Alaska Airlines, were probably the other two that I was most intrigued by. Southwest blew them out of the water. And I can't speak to many of the other airlines just because those aren't likely going to be the ones we will travel on the most. In our case, Southwest travels out of Milwaukee. So the one thing that we were willing to give up was the convenience factor. So instead of a 20-minute drive to the airport, we're looking at an hour and a half drive to the airport, and we have to pay for parking and things of that nature. But for us, the way we did that was I got companion pass and my husband got companion pass. We did that through two credit cards each. So we're in two-player mode. And there was a personal credit card and a business credit card, a small business credit card. So I believe, and this changes regularly, so I I wouldn't necessarily say this is the card you need, but I'm going to put a link to the two that I would recommend now. Again, I'm recording this in March of 2021. And the links that I have right now, I'll try to keep them up to date. Those are the two Southwest in both a personal and a professional. You cannot do two personal. I think you can do two business cards, but I'm not positive on the rule around that. Also mentioned that a small business does not necessarily align with the IRS regulations around a small business. So we have the Southwest Preferred and the Southwest Priority. Again, I'll link them in the show notes which allowed us to achieve the 125,000 points that are required to achieve companion pass. Now, I will say 
I didn't optimize that. My husband nailed it, but it was only because I figured this out. So the ideal time frame, if this is a route you want to go, again, now we're a family of five. So I have 125,000 points plus companion pass. My husband has 125,000 points plus companion pass. We have traveled consistently since we've both achieved that. I earned mine in 2019. My husband earned his in 2020. And because Mine would have expired in December of 2020. They extended it because of COVID, obviously. So actually, I've had mine for almost three years now. And the beautiful thing about companion pass is you, first of all, you get one traveler that travels for free. I shouldn't say that. You pay the taxes, $25 roughly. Let's just round up, $25. Generally speaking, it's extremely inexpensive. The other beautiful thing is that I can change it multiple times. So in 2019, I took my mom to Texas and then I changed my companion to be my son for our next trip. And so you can change it three times throughout the year. So we'll go back and forth. My husband has one child. I have one child. And then we have one child that gets their points. So it's allowed us to really, for example, we're going to Hawaii all of our flights and we're gone for a considerable amount of time. We fly to... California, and then from California to the Big Island, from the Big Island to Oahu, from Oahu to Maui, and then back to LA, then back to Wisconsin. All of those flights are being covered with points. And we still have a significant stash that we have yet to use. It is a really optimized way. And I think the mindset for us was we needed to learn how to really plan so that our big purchases, anything we were doing on our house projects, we plan on opening a credit card so that we know there's a big purchase right at the time that we're approved because you typically have three months to hit a $3,000 spend or a $5,000 spend. And we just had a plan in place so that we were going to hit that relatively quickly. The other thing I will say related to timing, I screwed up and signed up for my first, (laughs) whoa, it was a mess. I signed up and received my first credit card in April, I think, and then didn't get companion pass until August or September. If you sign up in November, and now November, December, January, you hit your minimum spends in January, you have that entire calendar year and the following year. So whereas I got mine in September, I think, or I don't remember exactly when, I only had about a half of a year plus the entire following year, my husband actually had an entire two calendar years. So if that's important to you, or if you want to do a spring break trip, you'll want to think about that. But there are some unique nuances to that. So just stay in touch. I'm going to give you an opportunity to engage with me later on this. My first tip is align with a co-branded credit card of some sort. We chose airline because hotels just aren't our forte. We might look at hotels going forward now because we have a pretty healthy stash. But for the most part, I would say your first one of your strategies is going to be a co-branded either airline or hotel. My second tip would be use a flexible point currency. There are three that I would probably recommend. Chase Ultimate Rewards, Amex membership points or city thank you points. I have only done the Chase Ultimate Rewards and that's where I'm at because they are, for me, they are the most flexible. Plus, because we have Companion Pass with Southwest, 
ultimate rewards points can transfer to Southwest. So for us, it's just been the best currency because if we needed to, we could always add more points to our Southwest miles and still maintain the free travel with Companion Pass as well. You want to know that Chase has the 524 rule where you can have five approved credit cards, new credit cards in a 24-month period, and authorized users count. Uh, Melissa alluded to this on the last episode, so I just want to reiterate, this now has been our three-year strategy. So we're out of the 24-month period. We did four Chase credit cards in two years. Again, the two Southwest cards were Chase, and then we did Chase Sapphire Reserve, and I think my husband did Chase Sapphire Preferred, and then both he and I got the Chase Inc. card for businesses. And together, again, we're at approximately 125,000 points just because of the sign-on bonuses, plus you get all the points from your purchases to hit the minimum spends. So we're probably a little higher than that. And Chase Ultimate Rewards points have been really helpful for us because we have the flight covered usually through Southwest. And Chase Ultimate Rewards then can either cover the hotel, but you know I'm not a hotel person. So typically it covers our car rental if we go that route. That has been a really helpful stash to have. And we're just starting to draw down on our Chase Ultimate Rewards now. But that was a really flexible option for us to have. And there's many other cards that you can use, but I would say the Chase Sapphire Reserve and Preferred are our two top personal ones. One of the things I really love about that is that we have, and I mentioned this on the last one, you can get global entry, which means you can hop the line, so to speak, in security at both local and if you get global entry, you can go international. So you have the customs line, you have a little bit more of an expedited process. Trip insurance is also automatically included as long as you made the purchase on the credit card. And I would say that's true of many credit cards for car rentals. If you use your travel rewards credit card, it will cover the insurance too for your car rental. So it's helpful just to know what your options are in that space. My third strategy for anyone would be to look at a travel eraser card. And there's two that I can think of. One is by Discover and one is the Capital One Venture card. And we went with, our order was actually Southwest One and Two, Capital One Venture, and then Chase Sapphire Preferred, Chase Inc. were the top five cards that we went with. And I'm going to put links to all of these in the show notes. So it's just easier to sign up and sign on and explore them further. The eraser cards are really helpful because anything that's coded as travel can be erased by your points. You're always earning double points on everything. There's a lot of different ways points are valued, but the points are able to essentially erase any expense that shows up on your statement. So even things like we subscribe to Scott's Cheap Flights. Again, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. One of the best tools for finding cheap flights I noticed I had the option, I should say, to wipe it out. If you purchase Disney tickets from an outfit called Undercover Tourists, anything that's codes as travel, you can erase it through those magic, I call them magic erasers. (laughs) In terms of travel rewards, those are kind of fun because also for us, Historically, we have used those for Airbnb stays. And in 2020, we used it for our RV rental. So we rented through Outdoorsy and RV Share. Again, I have a whole episode on renting RVs, which is episode 11. If that's of interest to you, you can also rent an RV and wipe out those expenses. There's a lot of options and a lot of flexibility. It's not quite as flexible as cash back, 
and I haven't actually gone down the road of cash back, but it does give you quite a bit of flexibility. I have just found my purpose for utilizing travel rewards is to have a travel budget strategy. Those are my three approaches to travel rewards is to find one co-branded card, to find one flexible currency, and to find one eraser card. And that together, we have five credit cards. If you want the DIY version and you want to dive into travel rewards, there's a link to Choose FI Travel that will walk you through the nuances and the depth. It'll take you down the rabbit hole of travel rewards if you really want to study it. If you're interested, though, in just getting your toe wet and have a couple of questions, I have a resource page just on, first of all, the tips from our last episode with Melissa on how to design a travel reward strategy with a family. I'll have my strategy in there. And then there's a template for you to also create your own strategy. And if you really want to engage, I will be doing some travel rewards coaching. So there is an opportunity to connect with me in that guide. So that guide can be found at OrdinarySherpa.com backslash rewards. Again, OrdinarySherpa.com backslash rewards. And you can find the tips to family travel reward strategy, our strategy, and then a template for you to design your own. And if you like the DIY with the guide on the side, and you want to reach out to me, there's an opportunity to engage in travel rewards coaching as well. It has been, I can't wait. I want to see what you're doing. I know there's a ton of people in the Ordinary Sherpa. I shouldn't say a ton. I know there are some people in the Ordinary Sherpa Facebook group that are also gurus in travel rewards. I definitely am not the only one. Just so you know, you can keep it on whatever spectrum you want it to be. You can just do like one flight a year. It's a way for you to really optimize your travel budget without getting out of control. I hope this episode finds you curious. It finds you adventurous and ready to dip your toe into a travel reward strategy that might work for your family. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope I'll see you in the written reviews and the email subscriber list, or maybe at OrdinarySherpa.com backslash rewards for just a little bit more DIY with a guide on the side. <laughs>